if you were here, I would say. We're being so dumb. We're done with like the the tea, are we? Yes, yes. All right. Yes, we're done with the tea. That part is secret. <laughs> oh, can you say the introduction? Should we introduce ourselves or should we just start talking? Because I have some news. Okay, let me just do a quick All intro. Right. My name is Carol. This is Elise. Wait, wait. <laughs> that means that we're both. <laughs> let me start right. again. I'm Carol, and you're Elise, and this is... And then it got weird. You're trying to say that the audience is Elise. <laughs> huh? You know what? Just forget it. Let's just, you know... <laughs> oh, that's true, because they're listening to this. Yeah, let's try again. Okay, this is Elise and Carol. You are the Carol. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's try again. I will workshop this. <laughs> yeah, I have to work next on time. <laughs> Alright, so there's like some news and I'm like redoing my life right now because wait, wait, should I start? Should I start off with this? Yes. Okay. Yes. Start off with this lovely. And news. also this is going to be really educational, I think, for other people. Um, well, I have a lot to say. Well, first of all, um, we are bird people. Like <laughs> we have to yes. really announce this. <laughs> it's crazy. And I'm going to add a new addition to my family. It's a baby mm -hmm. bird. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a conure. Little baby yeah. chicken. It's a green cheek conure. It's a little parrot. And uh, I understand now how, what's it called? Arranged marriages work. Like, you can't have love, even if you have not <laughs> Even if you... I hate you. <laughs> Because so far, I've only seen her picture. And when I saw her, I thought, this is it for me. You know? Like, <laughs> I did. I want to laugh. But even I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. She's so cute. <laughs> I saw her and I was like, you know, I saw, I just looked her picture. And the one that really got me was the one that was like face forward. And you know how the eyes are at the sides. Oh my god. The eyes are like it. just bulging at the sides because yes. they're baby dinosaurs. Freaking oh monster. I so it. I was like, yep, this is it. I'll be picking her up within this week. <clears throat> and because of that, I've been uh, rearranging my lifestyle. Um, <laughs> just if anybody doesn't know if you own birds, basically they're really sensitive. Their respiratory system is very sensitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very efficient, but it's efficient. But at the same time, it's very sensitive to things that we have as humans in our daily lives, such things as, as like Teflon, mm -hmm. like non-stick pans, non-stick cookware, stuff like that. So uh, I just had gotten recently a new uh, set and I'm like, that's going away because <laughs> it's like this, like, seriously, like it was through this campaign and they're like, they're like, it's like a Danish brand, like, you know, here it's an, it's an import, so. It's not that common mm -hmm. to get things here. But, and I've used it a few times, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I have to give this away. You gotta do what you gotta do, do for the baby. Know. And also, I'm trying to get a new hair dryer, which is very old. You tried it though, you know, when you were here. Um, the, and you said it's pretty mm -hmm. good, right? I don't remember. Oh, you said it was better than the one you have at home. Oh, okay. Well, if, if you say I said you it, I said it then. I have the worst memory. <laughs> and uh, so that one's really good. And it's pretty old, actually. But um, I got it when I was still in college. So it's like, oh, my God. So, oh, wow. So it's like really old. It's like, what, like 12 my... years? No, 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 no. My yeah, hair like dryer years. recently died on me. It was only like five, maybe five years uh -huh. that we had it. And I didn't, like, I barely used it because I usually, my hair just air dries. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm lazy like mm -hmm. that. Um, so then I had to get a new one. I got like one of those. Um, I think like one of the more like modern looking ones, but it was like a off brand on my Amazon, so it wasn't expensive. Well, but it's good so far. Okay, 
needs a hair dryer. That's good. <clears throat> the thing is, like with hair dryers, that they have Teflon as well. I did not know this. I found out. Oh. Yeah, and apparently, like it's difficult to find hair dryers that don't have Teflon. So mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man! But actually, my hair dryer does like sometimes it does like kind of smell like a little weird. Like, like I said, it's really old, and I dry my hair really often. Mm-hmm. You have to do it for the baby. I need to look one that has no Teflon, so I spend like a really long time. You know how like when I am interested in something, I like a. I can just drown hours in the like a, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I want to find like the one that works for me and my new lifestyle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been doing that um, because I got new pots and pans ready. I got the stainless steel ones. Yeah, my gosh, she's gonna be so cute. I'm prepping my house. It's like kind of like baby proofing, kind of like that. Yeah. And I already told you, the moment you get her, you can video FaceTime call me no matter what time of day. Mm-hmm. I will be there. <laughs> Emotional support. I know. I trust you. I trust that you will pick up my call. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if anybody does own a bird, this is something that I didn't know actually when my first pet bird that I had a long time ago. Like I didn't know that Teflon is like nonstick cookware is that bad well first of all it says that it has to reach like a certain temperature so like it's really so that it's actually like poisonous for birds but also like like, Mm -hmm. yeah like you don't want to take chances if you know yeah yeah it's the same thing with like scented candles yeah i'm not gonna do apart from it being like dangerous you know if a bird's like flying and like knocks into it you know it can get burned but then also the the smell from it yeah can have some stuff that's toxic to it. It's the same thing as with like air sprayers, like Febreze, that kind of stuff. You shouldn't use that. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I don't really use Febreze. But, you know, those things um, I have to be careful of. Oh, all right. So that's what's happening. Um, Anything else? Not really, because that's the most important thing in my life right now. Like I said, I realized Mm -hmm. that I could love without meeting and love at first sight i should know not even you know like honestly you know it's weird because with my husband like like, seriously it was love at first sight for like for real like it really was Mm -hmm. but with baby bird it's stronger than that if you were here i would slap you (laughs) 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 for being so dumb (laughs) <laughs> it does feel like that though and i was having like a freaking meltdown the other day because <laughs> i'm really dramatic i was texting you right i was like yeah like speed texting you right was i uh-huh. worrying you like i feel i was probably no worrying you <laughs> no because i was like i don't think this is something that will reach a level that's like a worrying level i mean concerned maybe but not like <laughs> worried concern is already a lot <laughs> yeah because i i bought like this cage because basically can you explain what happened um so i think in order to finish the sale with the baby bird i think you guys wanted to be prepared yeah. with like everything you needed for that so then you went to a nearby small business to buy a bird cage and then they didn't have the exact model you wanted with the or no you got like a model but then it turns out that the, the door on that cage isn't one that's recommended yeah you know there's a better type of door uh-huh. for the cages that i guess is like you know mm-hmm. better for the bird and everything but then you didn't know that at the time so you got that cage and you had even, it for like two weeks not even that though because like such interrupt this is important um <laughs> <laughs> No, but really, like, the thing is that I went with the actual picture of the, the cage and the measurements of the cage. And I'm like, I want this one. The guy's like, well, we don't have that one. And he's like, um, there's this one, though. And it's like the same whatever. And I'm like, mm. and like, he kind of talked me into it. And I was like, OK, this is why I don't like salespeople. Like, for real, I don't. Like, if I go to a store, I don't want people to, like, help me. Like, I really don't. Yeah, I get stressed I when get they're, stressed. like, coming near me. I'm, like, trying to avoid eye contact. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm just, like, mm, like I'm, okay, anyway. And, um, yeah. So, he yeah, made so then you got that cage. 
he made you get that cage and then you had it for two weeks and turns out baby bird was being spoiled and she needed to she needs an extra week to make sure that she's doesn't need to be hand fed anymore um and then in the meantime you're like oh my god what am i gonna do with this cage i don't like it i don't like the door and then you're stressing out and then you ended up going to the store and you were able to kind of like bully the guy into calling the supplier (laughs) (laughs) no he simply he just didn't want to take the extra step to like ensure customer satisfaction satisfaction but that's the thing though because like when i went there and i went with the cage kind of be like dude like i want to change this well i didn't say that it was nice but the point is that like (laughs) he was like he was like okay i guess i'm gonna call the distributor and he could have done that the first time he could have yeah he didn't so why did he mm-hmm. do that? I was thinking because is it because I'm a woman? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like I solved like everything. <laughs> no, but for real, you know, that's the part that you know just kind of hashtag feminism. Yeah, like I solved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then you were actually able to get the the cage you wanted, right? And it's going to be arriving in time for the baby. Yeah, and even if like it, like seriously, like, one or two days in the travel cage is fine because the the travel cage is kind of big already that i got and it has like little parts and everything so Mm -hmm. if nobody cares then you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) i'm like assuming anyone cares about this um yeah and that's been my journey this week how about you Mm. me i'm like trying to remember what has been going on? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like how nothing. that took you a few seconds. Yeah. I went karaoke this last weekend. That was fun. Oh, that's cool. But, um, yeah. My life is boring. <laughs> like, like, my personal life. Like, <laughs> like, if, like, the times that I don't hang out with my friends. Well, isn't that, like, I mean, isn't that, like, everyone? What is? What are you supposed to be doing by yourself that's fun? Oh. I don't know. Oh yeah. No. Um uh I don't know. <laughs> Suddenly just got like really sad. Um This is my life, Elise. Yeah, like mine is not any better. I need baby bird. Oh my god, baby bird. She's gonna be so cute. I'm already reading about how to like potty train her a little bit. Oh I'm so getting cute. more prepared than when I was having my first kid. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking before I wanted to say about this actually yeah the thing about the cage is because it reminded me about how mom has her sayings yeah like in a yeah. way she says it like in like normal conversation she just like recites it like she just says it and it's like a different one every time I'm like how do you remember all these sayings I only know like three like she always brings one up she always has one and I think some of them she makes yeah. up on the spot I'm not sure but she's so convincing. And it sounds like a saying. Yeah, like the way she yeah. says it is really convincing. And, you know, I got a lot of sayings from mom, but, you know, they're in Spanish. So, like, when I, yeah. <laughs> so when I tried to translate them, have you ever tried to translate one of mom's sayings? I mean, some of them do have English versions. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever tried? I mean, I always know, like, the pot calling the kettle black. What is like, that? Don't look like, huh? What is that? Wait, is there a Spanish version for that? No. Oh yeah, I guess so, but it's not about yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Like el libro de orejas or something. Yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Oh, but it's that's a different saying, but same meaning. I mean, yeah. Um, because I was remembering how I was trying to explain to to my husband about the cage thing, like why I was so upset that like he was like, "Oh, that guy's nice," and I'm like, "No, he wasn't. Like he knew what I wanted, and he didn't give me what I wanted." So mm-hmm. and I get what I want. He does not know that, you know. Newsflash. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "How do you say like the thing?" And I was remembering, um, you know, Peru we say like, "No me vendas, hmm? no me vendas gato por liebre," you know. And I'm trying to translate it. And I'm like, you know, we say don't buy, don't sell me cat if I want hair. <laughs> just like, and I'm like, and I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense in English, but, and I go ahead and say it. And he's like, what? <laughs> and 
like I'm trying to prove my point here, you know, trying to explain, mm-hmm. <coughs> trying to explain my um, my discontent with the situation. And he's kind of like, what is happening? And that happens sometimes to me. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I was wondering if you've ever gone through that type of situation. Um, the type of situation where I've said a saying. Yeah, or like you say something in Spanish and you're like, does that make sense? I mean, sometimes when I'm trying to explain what something means, but like not a saying, I don't think I've ever said a saying in like a normal day. Really? One time it happened that I was talking to my friend and I said, um, uh, like, <clears throat> what's it called? It's like you put someone between, what is it? Espada y la pared? Sword and the wall? Uh, yeah, I said the sword, sword and the wall. She said, do you mean like, what's the other one? The English one? The proper one? Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, don't put someone between the sword and... Wait, rock and a hard place, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In oh, English, it's a like rock one. and a hard place. And in, in Spanish, it's like the sword and and the walls. <laughs> so when they said yeah. it, you know, my friend's like, do you mean like the rock and a hard place? And she's like, in Spanish, it sounds better, though. It's like... You know, the sword involved. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a duel kind of thing. Yeah. But I think, I don't think I say really say anything. Cause I, only, I think I only know two off the top of my head, like in English. Mm-hmm. Which is like the pot calling the kettle black and then don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Ah, right, right, right. And I think, you know, if I hear other ones, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that. But like right now, I can't think of other ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear them and I don't necessarily remember them all the time and then i'm like translating it and that doesn't always come off properly (laughs) Mm. and um you know it happens the other way around wasn't it like our uncle saying about the three little pigs (laughs) wasn't it a game or something what was it yeah it was heads up so it's kind of like you have the the name of of something and the people who can see the name that's on your forehead they have to like give you clues so you can guess what that word is mm-hmm. and we were playing we were playing that game here and you know our uncle had three little pigs on his forehead right and we were uh-huh. telling him oh it's like that story about um these animals and this like wolf brings their house down and he's like oh oh the, i know this the, the three little the three little porks <laughs> <laughs> we started cracking up so bad <laughs> he just translated. He just found the word yeah. <laughs> from Spanish. It happened. That was funny. Um, <laughs> the one that I remember that happened the most here was um, uh, my husband. You know, he's his native language is is Japanese, right? So he was. Sometimes it happens that he has also translated one time, and the one that we always remember was a uh, we were. Um, he mentioned about ET. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, E.T. says, what does he say? E.T. phone home. Right. And uh, in, he translated from the from Japanese to English. And he said, E.T. make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> because, it, you know, it translated, it makes sense. It's just direct mm-hmm. translation. But I was cracking up because it took me like two seconds. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> as a kid, he's only watched it in Japanese, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time we were watching it in English. So he said that. It's funny. Yeah. And that's a segue. Oh, segue. Ooh, nice. Yeah. To today's uh, topic. You see what I did there? E.T. Alien. oh. <gasps> Aliens. <laughs> you got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nice. I'm going to make you read the first paragraph starting off. I changed my phone wallpaper to like these two cute little baby chickens. Mm-hmm. And there's like flowers in the background. I'm getting ready for spring. <laughs> what just happened right now? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> getting ready for spring. Like I'm screaming yeah. at the microphone. Because <laughs> I didn't expect that. What the hell? Because <laughs> I decided to like change my phone wallpaper for the season. Mm-hmm. And I got one with, uh, with little birds on it. It's so cute. I'll, I'll send you a screenshot because you need to see this. <laughs> okay, send me, send me. Okay. 
you know, birds are baby dinosaurs. So, They're oh my baby God, dinosaur angels. So cute. Oh, it has the like, cherry blossoms. So Carol sent me a picture. I'll describe it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's two green cheeks. Green cheek conyers. <clears throat> if you don't know what it is, look it up. And <laughs> Educate yourself, damn it. <laughs> yes. And, uh, okay. Um, two conyers. <clears throat> I don't even know if I can say it right anymore. And uh, cherry blossoms in the background. Getting prepared for spring. And... Uh, Thank you very much. I really appreciate this. You're welcome. I hope it makes your day. It it does. It really did. I'll send you the original file so you can do the same and replace your kids' Yeah, what the fuck are my kids doing? (laughs) (laughs) I always see your face every day anyway. (laughs) You actually sent me the file. (laughs) I did. When I talk about this, my husband looks at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Soon he'll understand. I know. And watch her. Watch him. I mean, she's going to, like, love him the most. I know. I hate when that happens. I'm like, I I love you, though, and they don't love you back as much. (laughs) I've experienced heartbreak at a young age, at least, okay? Yeah, yeah, me too. And it's like, (laughs) you know, I loved you before I met you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna play that song when I go pick her up. <laughs> I knew I love you. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Okay. Ooh. All right. So, getting back to <laughs> the actual episode. The actual episode. Here you go. I want you to read this out loud. Dear mother and father, I have gone away to walk aboard an alien spaceship as recurring dreams assured a 42-month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe, then return. I am leaving behind all my possessions to you, as I will no longer require the use of any. Please use the instructions in my will as a guide to help. Love, Granger. True to his word, he had indeed left behind everything he owned. Leave everything that he owned, as he said, and... uh, He also included in his possessions that he left uh, $10,000. And uh, even though this uh, will, last will that he left, which was secretly written at the time, it had no other clues. And uh, his name, uh, signed Granger Taylor, he was never seen again. This is how we start off. Wow. He was born in 1948. In uh, Vancouver, Vancouver Island, in the town of Duncan, which is a small logging and fishing town in Canada. Uh, He was known because he had this great, amazing ability to construct and rebuild all sorts of mechanical devices. You know how those people, there's people that are just like, they seem just gifted to be able to just put things together, deconstruct them, put them back together again, mm-hmm. you know, without instructions and stuff like that. You know, that's just yeah. some people are like that. That kind of reminds me a little bit of that. That is a little bit I was like just going to say, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if to this extent, but definitely like, he, he's like that. <laughs> um, uh, I remember back in the 90s. Like, yeah, late 90s late 90s mid 90s um he you know computers were starting to become like a personal computers pcs were starting were starting to become a thing and i remember that like he bought parts and like he put them together and he has like no background in this you know yeah absolutely none and let's remember there was no internet so it's not like you can look in the internet and get a clue Mm -hmm, like a step-by-step guide yeah, and he would, he like put the parts together. He would buy like, the CPU separately because it was cheaper. Like computers were super expensive at the time, and we were not like we were people. poor. <laughs> we were poor. <laughs> not okay. Not doing good. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and hashtag would, like, no shame. Yeah, no, no, like <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and uh, he would put computers together. Yeah. And he has a brother who was an actually computer engineer at the time. He like he was like, "How can you do this?" You know, it was just dad just trying stuff out. So he's mm. always been really good at that type of things. 
I guess, like, yeah. there's something, like, I don't know, like, an understanding. I think because, like, he's kind of, like, like a handyman, too. And he's also, like, built furniture. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I think he just has a head for that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, like, curiosity, too. Like, how can this work? And, like, how, you know. So, I guess a little bit on that line. In this case, though, uh, Granger, he went all all the way into this like one of his oldest friends one of his best friends his name is bob nielsen he has uh given you know he has spoken to reporters and journalists and he has said uh i guess you could call him an eccentric genius all of this despite the fact that he was an eighth grade school dropout wow so after this you know after leaving school he managed to secure his first job with a neighbor as a mechanics assistant. But after just one year of doing this type of, uh, this job, he left and he became self-employed. Um, you know, he did work as a welder, a mechanic, and he started to repair heavy machinery. Uh, heavy machine, <laughs> Heavy machine. <laughs> <laughs> heavy machinery. Is that, that's not it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I chose to do a podcast. I was like, the- <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me send you because I need help. <laughs> Can you say this for me? That's you legit just sent me two words. Okay. <laughs> Heavy machinery. <laughs> That's the one. He started to repair these things. <clears throat> um, as an example of his dexterity, when he was 14 years old, he built a single cylinder automobile <laughs> and this was put at, at an exhibit actually at Duncan Forest Museum because you know he he would just build and people would find out and everybody was surprised like wow you know how is he doing this and at 17 years old also he rebuilt a bulldozer that had been thought of as dead already by some other experienced mechanics these uh achievements that i'm telling you you know they're su- they sound super great but then it, he just kept going you know with just heavier things to, to to fix um for example when he was still in his early 20s he managed and with a lot of work too because uh uh the deep thick forest had grown around it um he got to the remains of a locomotive that had been stuck in there since the time of the Great Depression. <laughs> and not only that, but pieces of it had been scavenged during the times of World War II, which is, mm-hmm. it was like in terrible state, you know, as you can imagine. It was rotting and it was all rusty. Um, but he didn't care about any of this. He just went and uh, he was able to actually restore the locomotive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, he had no instructions for this, especially it's really old technology, right? Actually, the province of British Columbia, they bought the steam engine from him and they sent it out on tour. And they put this on display also at a discovery center. So it was not just small things that he was dealing with huge uh, machinery. Ah, there we go. I said it. (laughs) But, you know, as as happens with with people when they get really good at something, they start to get bored and they move on to something a bit more challenging, right? Yeah. So what he started to do is he started to focus on uh, machines that were capable of flight. He got his pilot's license and he bought and restored an old warplane. <laughs> uh, he actually sold this for $20,000. So he made some money doing this type of stuff. Okay. Moving on from this... Because he had already mastered flying machines and he got bored of this as well, he found his new challenge, which was figuring out how UFOs work. You know, of course, this is assuming that UFOs, UFOs, UFO sightings um, are, you know, real. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that people describe what they do, they just appear somewhere and then they as a flash and then they just leave so quick and you know the fact of them tra- if they're traveling from so far you know how do they get here all that type of stuff he was trying to figure out how yeah how that works it was kind of seen like some kind of like geeky hobby sort of a fun project to work on but then he would start 
to, let's say, make it kind of weird because he started to claim that he was in actual contact with aliens. This is because he spent half a year constructing a life-size replica of a flying saucer mm -hmm. out of spare parts that he had found. I'm going to send you a picture, actually. I have a picture of what he... There we go. Oh. So what does it look like? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of has that saucer shape on the top, but then it has like a cylindrical base, metal base, and it has two antennas sticking out on the top. Yeah, so it looks kind of like, you know, what's it called? Retro futuristic kind of look. Yeah. So not like the typical like saucer plates you imagine for UFOs, but kind of like a little bit different. Mm -hmm. uh, he built this uh, space space uh, spaceship out of two satellite receiving dishes, and he managed to put a TV in it and a stove, working TV and stove. And he started to spend hours sitting in the ship, and he was thinking about how to make it functional as an as a UFO. And he would even start to sleep in there often. He was basically kind of living in there. Mm -hmm. As it sounds, it became a full-blown obsession. Uh, his friends said that when they would hang out, he would always end up talking about UFOs. And what he would do is he started also to gather many books about accounts of UFO sightings and pretty much what you could call pseudoscience, like pop science about UFOs. He has left these behind like a huge collection of books about this type of stuff. Uh, so, you know, as I said, he seems to be, he was a very gifted person. And even though it's that cliche, it does happen sometimes that people when they're super gifted, I mean, he's not just a smart guy. He's really, apparently really gifted. Um, yeah. It mm -hmm. goes beyond what smart is, you know? He became really fixated on this, as I said, and uh, he started to make this a priority. Like he started to jump through uh, many obstacles, like time and financial situations, just to achieve this goal of figuring out how UFOs work. He would go into isolation periods inside his uh, self-made saucer. UFO, uh-huh. And uh, during one of these times, uh, he confessed to his old-time friend that he had received a message from space. Uh, his friend uh, said this to a reporter. He said it happened when he was in bed. He lay there and got mental communications with somebody from another galaxy. He couldn't see them. I said they can't just be mental, but he said it was like they were talking just to him and to his mind. He was asking questions about the means for powering their crafts. The only thing they would tell him was it was magnetic. Taylor told his friend that after this, he would start to get uh, visited visits other times too. And eventually, they had invited him to go on a... I'm going to send you the words. Trip through the solar system. What do you think so far? Um... I mean, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think it's crazy to say that. Yeah. So, he explained that he would not be informed until at the end of the month as to where he would be picked up, uh, the meeting spot. And uh, from the spot where he would go on this 42-month interstellar voyage... You know, he, he was openly thrilled about this. He didn't keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. He just told everyone, you know, he was like, oh, this is going to happen. And uh, so it, I think if someone starts talking to you about this, what what would you think of a friend? I would be concerned. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I would have been concerned already if if they were already just so obsessed with UFOs. Um, and just talking about them. But then this, 
you know, the, my friend, let's say they, they come up to me and tell me that they've act- had actual contact, that would make me even more, you know, um, alert to what could possibly be going on. Right. Even, let's say, like, even if it's real, right, even if this is actually mm-hmm. happening, like, would I really want my friend to go out on a trip to the solar system where who knows how long it'll take, if it'll be like the rest of their life they'll be on that trip, or like, you know, right, what right. could happen with with my friend in the in the uh, company of aliens, that kind of thing, you know? Right. Uh, either way, I would be concerned yeah. too. But in this situation though, uh, his friends, who most of them suspected that this was an overreaction to some kind of weird nightmare or dreams, you know, like... Um, they thought he was just being eccentric. Uh, they actually kind of humored him a little bit. Mm-hmm. They just kind of went along with it. Nobody said, hey, you know, that's not that's not okay or like, you shouldn't do that. Uh, he actually even held a going away party to which he invited his friends and they went. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, as you said, I would be concerned, but also maybe he was... I mean, we haven't met him, right? So maybe he was actually so weird that, like, his friends were like, oh, you know, this is normal mm-hmm. for him, maybe. I mean, I wasn't, I'm not there, but, mm, yeah, so, so he, he was, you know, very open about this. Uh, his friend, again, his friend uh, said to the reporters, I'm going to send you the thing. Everyone thought the trip was just a dream, but nobody entirely discounted Granger's stories. He was such an unusual sort of guy. On the night before the day that he was going to supposedly go on his trip, first of all, he had said that it would be a stormy night and he would meet up the, I guess, aliens. And uh, that the night before he talked to his dad, he thanked his father for, you know, being being uh, a good father throughout his whole life. And he actually couldn't talk to his mom because it was really rare, but it was the first time that she actually went on a trip away from from the country. And she was in Hawaii and he couldn't talk to her that mm-hmm. night. But what he did leave behind are two wills with detailed instructions as to how his parents should distribute his possessions. It's a, one of them was a letter that you read mm-hmm. in the beginning. One interesting thing, though, is that the word deceased was scratched out of the will only to be, repla- only to be replaced with the word departed. Uh, so in, in the original will, he, there was a word deceased and he crossed it out. Mm. And uh, he wrote departed in it. So I guess maybe... This, I'm not sure why he would scratch it out. I mean, if you look at the actual letter, it's not like it doesn't seem like he wrote it a long time ago because he does talk about the. I mean, this is something that I, I picked up on as I was re- reading. Um, he says the whole letter already starts off saying he's gonna go, like really <laughs> straight out says I'm gonna go on an alien spaceship. And he, yeah, so he was, uh, anyway, so, uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, he, he, um, <clears throat> he, oh, his will, in his will, not the letter, but on his will, he, he scratched out the word deceased and he put the word departed. Mm-hmm. So he changed that. I think he's just covering his bases. Uh, because I think if it says, like, deceased, mm-hmm. then, like, the will won't be carried out until he can be declared deceased but if he's missing that oh. kind of thing you know, like wording wise departed might be easier legally oh that's a good point i hadn't thought i hadn't thought about that i thought like maybe like he doesn't want to make it seem really grim and just put departed mm. instead of deceased but you know what what you said makes a lot of sense now i mean if we're gonna go with the thought that he actually is gonna do this and he knows he's gonna go on this yeah. trip ah so that it's not like he's like a what's it called a missing person yeah i think like he would he's like, thinking like oh maybe i would be considered a missing person and not necessarily you know declared dead 
That's really interesting. I hadn't picked up on that. So uh, the next day on a Saturday around 6 p.m., he was last seen at a local restaurant that he used to go to often. Uh, it's called Bob's Grill. He went there for dinner. And the authorities noted that he was last seen to enter and dine there by himself. And there were no witnesses of him talking to anyone in there. So he really just went in there by himself. So <clears throat> that same night, there was a really strong hurricane, as he has said. It was so strong that actually the power lines were shut down. And after this night is that the talk of him having vanished started. He was never seen after this storm. Uh, as you can imagine, obviously, his uh, family contacted the Royal Canadian Mountain Police, which is a RCMP, mm -hmm. uh, as a missing person. You know, they, they wanted them to help them find their son. And the RCMP, they responded immediately. But after exhaustive checks, like they, you know, they checked in hospitals if he was there. Um, there was not a single clue as to Taylor's whereabouts. It's as if he actually had really disappeared. According to Corporal Demchuk of the RCMP, I'm going to let you read it. Granger's name has been put on the National Police Computer System and the Motor Vehicle Branch in Victoria has been alerted in case Granger's driver's license, which expires this October, is renewed. What do you think about that? I don't know, for me, it's like, the license expires, like, why would he renew it? Like, it's just weird, I don't know, that part comes like, what? That's true, I, I think, um, like, let's say he's maybe just, instead of the whole alien thing, he just decided to go into hiding, he wouldn't be renewing a license right this is always one of the things that come up with people that just suddenly disappear it's like you left <clears throat> to make a new life somewhere mm -hmm. so they didn't find anything anything no no trace of um, the truck that he was in or anything like that i'm sorry yeah. what year was this again 1980 <laughs> okay 35 years ago so, second, yeah. So nineteen eighty. So, or you were gonna say something? Oh no, I was just. I wanted to know what I guess time this was occurring in when he disappeared. So six um after four years from disappearing, uh, Corporal Demchuk, uh spoke up about this situation he said that usually one would expect the car at least to be found but because you don't usually that easily get rid of something that large without someone knowing about it or leaving any trace but they didn't find the truck or anything mm. either so uh, um two years after that so six years after the the incident a truck was found on a mountain that and it apparently had been blown to bits in what seems to have been a massive explosion but there was no body to be found uh, and no um i guess conclusive evidence that it was in fact his car right and about this actually um well, first of all, it's believed that maybe he was carrying explosives in his truck because he had been known to uh, use these, uh, to use explosives sometimes. But uh, his close friend said this. He was too smart to have an accident up on the mountain. There's no way. He knew how to handle explosives. He was basically an expert. So when it came to safety, that was his number one priority. It doesn't work with me. He wouldn't have had an accident, and he wouldn't have done it on purpose. The police said it was a blue truck, but his truck was Pepto-Bismol pink. I helped him paint it with my buddy Darren. 
What they found on the mountain was not Granger's truck. They have no actual idea if it was Granger's bones or not. Granger is the most intelligent, down-to-earth, wise man that I've ever met in my life. He wasn't a nut. He was a very, very intelligent guy who carried on with his life normally. But after you say spaceman, then all of a sudden he becomes a nut. It seems unclear, at least without the confirmation from RCMP, if the vehicle found was actually, uh, you know, his car. It, what's it called? It, it had been, uh, let's say, decided officially that it was him, that it was uh, his uh, his car and that he had died there declared as deceased but as his friend said there's some doubts because even the color seems to have been a different color from his car so there is no real i guess you could say that is no real evidence of his disappearance now um it's also worth noting that uh the region where uh, where this happened also has a little bit of history with ufo sightings that is actually one of the best documented UFO stories. Uh, and this happened around 10 years before this. So there was some event in uh, New Year's Eve in 1969 uh, in which a nurse um, by the name of Doreen Kendall, she was in the hospital. I think the name is Kochiwan District Hospital. So I might have said it weird. Um, she was tending to her patients when she and other three nurses saw what she called a Saturn shaped ufo with two humanoid occupants hovering outside their window so maybe you could say that maybe this type of event happening when he was still i guess in his early 20s or like he was a teenager or a kid even this kind of stuff happening could have i guess stayed in his head mm -hmm. you know so that's one thing that one could say and of course, there's a lot of theories, like, for example, as you mentioned, the one that people usually think people fake their own death and they just go off somewhere to create, start a new mm -hmm. life. Um, but I guess this would imply that he wasn't happy with his life at the moment. He had no, no, he wasn't showing anything of him having any issues uh, where he was. There was no reason for him to just leave, drop everything, and go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And especially like uh, such a such a detailed story about a forty-two month journey, and tell people that he's gonna leave. You know. Yeah. He didn't just disappear. He's saying, "I'm gonna go on this thing, forty-two month journey in solar system." Uh, so that is one thing that people talk about. And then another one. If you're going to talk about the UFO thing being, a, you know, real, is that uh, he was kidnapped by the U.S. government or that he was recruited by a secret agency or society because he was so skilled. Mm. I don't know. That one kind of made me think a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and that maybe he could have been killed because he found out about some secret technology since he had been studying for so long or that he had uh, somehow received some type of a real uh, contact from uh, outside, meaning alien uh, uh, source. And he had been, uh, I guess, silenced. And of course, there's a the one that he was actually taken away by aliens exactly as he had predicted. I mean, they're all, I mean, some some of the options, like let's say the alien one is a little bit more extreme, but I think they're all not normal things that, you know, happen to, in general to people. Oh, the sound broke up a little bit. They're not what? Oh, I mean, th these, are, these aren't circumstances that occur to normal people, you know, on the day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. um, right. But I mean, it has to have been one of those or else... What would explain his his absence? So, I mean, uh, another one that people talk about is mental health. <laughs> like, if maybe he was really unstable. And uh, the thing is that uh, there was no 
actual mention by the law enforcement officials about any type of drug or alcohol abuse or anything like that. But uh, one of his friends has mentioned that he had taken LSD around that time. Uh, but he said also that he he never had like a bad it's called like a bad trip or anything. He was just kind of like you know, it it wouldn't be like a, what's it called? Uh, he did a little a little bit of acid, but he had no bad trips and he didn't usually experience any ill effects. Uh. So he, you know, yeah. I mean, anyway. I think the only the only thing with that, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just those things can occur. Uh, you know, mental illness uh, issues and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. he, this was also kind of premeditated, like his actions, because he left a will, and this whole alien thing has been going on for a while already and then he mentioned the whole trip thing and i mean right right um but then they haven't found him right and if it's like an Uh, alien thing that let's say he believes it's an alien thing what would be the use in hiding from people Mm mm-hmm uh, he has a stepsister, and uh, her name is Joan Mayo, and she said that she believes it's because Taylor was lonely, maybe, and she also defined him as having his own way of doing things, and he was just different, uh, so she doesn't really uh, arrive to anything. Um, it kind of, I guess, hints at him leaving in some way, um, but his sister, she thinks that uh, maybe the acid maybe has something to do with his death. Uh, like if you know he started to lose uh, a grip on reality mm-hmm. about what was real and what was make believe. Um, you know, so she feels a little bit uh, guilty. Um, his stepsister because she said that maybe if she had invited him over and hung out with him more, he wouldn't have done this. And she said that she is so basically she assumes that he blew himself up. And but you know, uh, this his uh, he has a a very long time friend who I guess maybe as a bit of a rebuttal says this. I'm gonna send you. He actually helped him build the spaceship. Oh. Just before we built the spaceship, Taylor had said if he wanted to disappear, all he would have to do is grow a beard and move to another country and no one would freaking know where he was. <laughs> so, you know, he, uh, that's what he said. And uh, um, I don't know. I guess he doesn't necessarily believe, you know, 100% that he... I guess committed suicide. Let's yeah. say. Um, I mean, if he said this too, then that means there's also that possibility where he just maybe he really didn't have any type of alien belief uh, related mm-hmm. to his leaving. Maybe he just wanted to leave, and he was just laying down the groundwork um, of the aliens as oh, an excuse. I mean, because if he said this to his friend, that means it's something that he's, you know, that's passed through his mind. I thought that was a little bit weird, too. Like, you know, whoever, like, who, who, well, I don't know, but I've never met someone who just would mention that out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like, hey, if I want to disappear, it's like, what? (laughs) Why are we even talking about this? It's weird. So that's a little bit of a conspiracy. Um, there, uh, similar to that, there's some people that are saying that maybe um, there's one theory. Let's say that uh, he, as you said, kind of like made it look like he killed himself, for example. Mm-hmm. That way nobody would go looking for him. But I don't know. He did say he would come back eventually after 42 months, which he didn't. Um, 
uh, or people say that he actually used the dynamite to blast himself into space. Uh, you know, there's uh, different types of, uh, let's say, theories that people have about this. Um, I don't know. And I thought when I read about this, like, somehow, you know, this is not the first time that, because I, I piled up information and I wrote out the notes and I'm talking about it. But when I first read uh, read about this, I, I was like, wait, like, I kind of thought, like, maybe he did go somewhere into space. I don't know, just the, the way that it, like, kind of played out. Um, for me, was like, and I don't necessarily believe in UFOs, but just like I, for me, it doesn't necessarily click either way. I mean, I guess the, the easier one that you would be like, oh, like he has some breakdown. He was having a mental uh, breakdown, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like a like a, what's it called? Undiagnosed situation. Um, actually, what I thought about there's like. The one that I thought of actually is uh, bipolar disorder type one, type yeah type one is the one that like you kind of lose grip. I mean not just like a few moments, but like you can lose grip on reality for like months. Oh, you know? wow. Is yeah, it's it seems uh, I, I don't know if you, you can you can say that like, one is more severe than the other. It says that like this one just lasts for a really long time, and it usually happens to men more than women. Uh, it's not that much as depressive as like like i said just kind of disconnecting and really going really what's it called uh active and like uh, what's it called outgoing stuff like that um so maybe that could account if i think about that that could account for it being such a long drawn out story it's not like he just came out with this all of a sudden he had been talking about it for a really long time yeah so you could say oh he had just kind of lost his grip on it for a really long time um but aside from that, he didn't seem to be acting like too out of control. Aside from this, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I don't know. Uh, and uh, of course, like his parents say that they left uh, um, the door open for him for many years. They they do believe that maybe he. They 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 give up on the idea. Let's say that. He went to space. They do think that he probably passed away. Um, but I, I guess you, you never lose the, the hope, yeah. right? So they said that his bedroom and everything, they left They left it for years untouched the way that it was. And they left the back door open of their house just in case he would eventually walk in one day. And uh, in the words of his dad, he said... I can hardly believe Granger's off in a spaceship, but if there is a flying object out there, he's the one to find it. And that's that for all the information I have. That's tough on a parent. The, just in general, disappearance of a child, no matter how old they are, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, like... For some reason, this one didn't leave me with such, like, a sad, depressive, bummed out. But now I'm feeling bummed out. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) But when I first read it, like, I don't know. Like, it feels like, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I know it sounds crazy that I say it, that I do think that maybe he went somewhere. But a part of me is like, oh, what if he, what if he did? Or maybe his last moments, if he did die, like, he died thinking that he was going to go do something amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? You know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of people actually haven't thought, like, oh, he died. Because there's the thing, like I said, you know, about the truck. The pieces of the, the car that they found is not the same color as his car. So I don't know what could account for that. His car was pink. Why the pieces were blue? I don't know how that makes... I don't know what to think of that. Um, can car paint peel in heat? That's something that I thought of too. Because it was an explosion, right? So part of me was like, uh, so that's a good point. Maybe peeled off because of the heat. Yeah. But then again, they said that there were no remains. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought of right mm-hmm. now? 
Um, you know, this happened during a stormy night, right? Yes. Such a stormy night. Yeah, that like the power even went out. What if he chose this because you wouldn't be able to hear an explosion? Oh, that specific night. Yeah. This is, of course, considering that he he knew and he he, he planned it. The step, yeah, yeah, to to I guess blow himself up. Let's say, um, or like if it's aliens, <laughs> if it's aliens, really, uh, that's like a good moment. Like there's such a like strong whatever energy happening. A magnetic thing. Didn't he say like they told him that it's magnetic or something yeah. like that? I wonder if they there's say magnets. Yeah, so it's kind of like something was happening, and uh, then the power went out and everything because something I don't know hit Earth. <laughs> I don't know. Um, of course, they say like Occam's razor, right? Like the easiest explanation is the one that makes sense. So I think yeah, I have people that are his family. You know, close the chapter and, and uh, yeah. Of course, you never, you never have actual closure. They, mm-hmm. you know, they say like actually, real closure doesn't necessarily exist. It's just kind of like oh, you kind of know what happened a little bit, and you can move on to the next, I guess, state of grief. So you can actually grieve properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you know, it's healthy to think of that, but. Uh, yeah, he kind of just disappeared. And with the whole, like, alien story. And it depends, I guess, how you feel about aliens in the first place. Or UFOs or whatever kind of yeah. thing. Hmm. And if we're thinking about UFOs, like, you know, if it wasn't UFO, like, he's definitely a person with a certain gift that could come in handy. From the alien perspective. Right, does Right, right. And also, not only that, but if, if you if we go with that, it's also, like, the whole, like, government takes you right. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm thinking, I'm, like, connecting things in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what if it's a government? Oh, okay. So what if, <laughs> what if the aliens actually did talk with him and, like, the government somehow found out? he was gonna meet them up and before that happened they took him oh i'm just thinking stuff like (laughs) um that's just something that i thought of right now so aliens versus the government Mm -hmm. aliens (laughs) you mentioned something before too that i forgot what was it what was it Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, you mentioned about the whole, like, disappeared instead of deceased, mm-hmm. right? So what if he knew? Like, well, that, does that help? I mean, that, that would be for any case. Right, true, true. Any scenario that we yeah. can think of. Besides the, like, him just exploding himself. Right, right. Right, because he would be disappearing anyway, right? Yeah. Or, like, if he died with the explosives, probably wouldn't be able to find his body, really. So that could also kind of disappear. So that works whichever way. But then what would be the point in... in making that extra move of scratching out deceased if your goal is to die? Yeah. So he doesn't seem like he was acting necessarily like. I don't know. Well, uh, I can't speak for other people, but like it, it tends to be like people that have some kind of suicidal thoughts that they kind of mention. Like, uh, you know, like a little bit about the like, that people do drop hints apparently, mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem to have been dropping any hints about that. Rather, he started to drop hints about aliens, yeah. like, you know? <laughs> so. Uh, it just seems it just seemed kind of weird to me yeah. aside from somehow I mean aside from the whole like the, I guess you could call more logical truth of him being 
dead at this point. Mystery. And that is all for today about this. It's an interesting story because it's different from other, let's say, alien stories. Usually they're like alien abductions, kind of, you know, against people's will and usually not really someone who um, is necessarily gifted in a specific field. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like more like a random abduction. So this one's a little different. Say something. <laughs> uh, and that is the story of Granger Taylor, the real life spaceman, without trying to say that he's actually going nuts. Not that way. Just, I guess, what people could say. Either in a loving way or derogatory i feel like it could i don't know i'll i'll just leave a little bit of doubt <laughs> for this one which i feel like i usually wouldn't but if he is i hope that he is having a good time yeah yep and what um i guess my final message to everyone is don't get abducted by aliens <laughs> tell your friends tell your friends a little bit more details yeah think. so that way they can have a better clue know when you're gonna yeah to know when you're gonna come yeah back. okay and with that I leave <laughs> we will come back though <laughs> <laughs> hopefully next week yeah and uh, I'll have more stories to tell about my baby bird. <gasps> baby bird. Hopefully she'll be here by then. She's going to be so cute and tiny. I'll post pictures of her. Little dinosaur feet. Oh, which our Instagram is? Then it got weird.podcast. And our email is... And then it got weird. Wait, shit. Hold on a second. Yeah, and then it got weird.podcast at gmail.com. And there's also a Reddit, subreddit. We have one person that joined. Yay. Yay. Um, uh, oh, before I forget, also, uh, I wanted to say hi, person from Armenia. We have so someone from Armenia. That's awesome. So that's cool. And also, like I said, there's a subreddit. And you can write there any story. And actually, I will post now about, I guess I'll, I'll write expand a little bit on the whole like glitch of the matrix kind of thing that happened to me that we talked about oh, with carol yes. last episode if you haven't heard i will it. try to find a picture yeah, I, still don't I mean know. not a picture i'll try to find boris what boris yeah. looks like what if he's like the only one made ever oh my god <laughs> Ooh, we're entertaining a lot of thoughts <laughs> today <laughs> um what's the reddit it's a subreddit is called and then it got weird all together so goodbye bye we will be back yep have a good week oh yeah have a good week if you were here i would stop you <laughs> 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 for being so dumb <laughs>